0: Get ready to be inspired by real stories, real people, and real tools that will upgrade your life. It's time to get your shine on. Explore the five areas of health and wellness, your relationship with yourself, others, food, money, and your environment. Welcome to Shaping Lives. Here's your host, Julie Hatch. Today I'm touching on our relationships with ourselves. This is a subject that I haven't heard very much about lately, and I think it happens to be one of the most crucial discussions that we can have. So before we get started, I do want to invite you to our Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash shaping lives. I also want to encourage you to download the anchor.fm app so that you can subscribe and receive notifications when new episodes are posted. You can also send me messages. And that is a really great way for us to stay in touch as well. I want you guys to think about this for a minute. Are you who you think you are? B. R. Ambedkar said, quote, "Unlike a drop of water which loses its identity when it joins the ocean, man does not lose his being in the society in which he lives. Man's life is independent. He is born not for the development of the society alone, but for the development of his self." End quote. We are here to learn and grow. We are constantly evolving rediscovering, and redefining ourselves as we continue continue to learn and grow. Eckhart Tolle said, quote, In the egoic state, your sense of self, your identity, is derived from your thinking mind. In other words, what your mind tells you about yourself, the storyline of you, the memories, the expectations, all the thoughts that go through your head continuously and the emotions that reflect those thoughts, all those things make up your sense of self. End quote. I believe there is a lot of relevance to what he's saying here. Our thoughts determine our actions and our words. And yet there's a part of me that says, are we really our actions and our words? Is that all there is to us? that's a question to ponder. The next quote is by Eric Erickson. He said, quote, in the social jungle of human existence, there is no feeling of being alive without a sense of identity. End quote. Boy, howdy, isn't he hitting the nail on the head with that one. I can tell you from personal experience that that is so true. I have gone through different periods in my life where I experienced an identity crisis. I can think of five off the top of my head, in fact. I will tell you it was the most lonely, somewhat disturbing, and unnerving experience I have ever had. I felt so alone and so lost and so scared. I didn't have a tribe. Who? What is a tribe? Like Who are my people? Do I have people? I don't know. I didn't know. And it was really frightening, really frightening. I really did not know who I was. And I can tell you, though, that even though that process was frightening and scary for me, coming out on the other end, it ended up being some of the most beautiful experiences of my life, the most profound and impactful, in fact, And then there's this last quote by Donny Osmond that I'd like to share before we go into food for thought. He said, quote, you're an island no matter what you do. I think it's very dangerous to use popularity as your identity in life. So you have to really know who you are inside, the core person, and follow what is true rather than follow what is hype, end quote. Back in, I want to say, 2015, I was in a business partnership, and I decided that I wanted to do my very first podcast. It was called Quella Talk Radio. (laughs) And it's funny, because when I listen to those first podcasts that I did, I can see my growth for sure. I was so amateur, so what? I really, did. I'd never podcasted. I really didn't know what I was doing, but I felt like I needed to do it. And so I did. And what happened is I started networking like crazy. I started meeting with people and interviewing them on my radio show, my little podcast show. And Before I knew it, I kind of established a reputation for this podcast. People knew me in my community, and they knew that I could connect them with others. In fact, I thought of myself as a connector, that that was my expertise. I was really good at connecting. So I thought that that's who I was, that what I did for a living was who I was. I also thought of myself during that time in my life as a healer because I had just graduated from the Institute of Healing Arts and I had become certified in several different methods and modalities. I really thought, that's who I am. And these people are my people. And what I do, that's who I am. And it wasn't all that I was that's what I did for a living that's not who I really really was if you have ever experienced an identity crisis or you are right now know that you're not alone know that it'll probably be one of the most beautiful experiences in your life once you get out on the other side just remember that Now we are ready for the food for thought segment, and I want to begin by answering the question, what exactly is an identity crisis? Well, I can tell you from personal experience, an identity crisis is when you question your sense of self or identity. It is when you question those core parts of yourself, such as your values and morals, your beliefs, your likes and dislikes, your purposes in life, your career, all of those things. Eric Erickson was the first psychologist and psychoanalyst to coin the term identity crisis. And he was the one that introduced the idea that an identity crisis was developed by resolving crisis in life. He was the one that also introduced us to the ideas of going through identity crisis during adolescence when you're developing and you're changing and also during midlife crisis. So that leads me to my next question. Now that we know what an identity crisis is, what causes it? And is it one of those things that is diagnosable? Well, I can tell you that the answer to that question of whether or not it's diagnosable is no. It's not diagnosable, but we do know that it happens. Usually what causes an identity crisis are things that are like stressor points in your life or times when you're going through really big changes. There's several things that can cause an identity crisis. It could be something like divorce, attending a new school, moving, anything like that. It can also be caused by trauma or life stressors. So just be aware of that. A lot of times when we're going through traumatic events, we're not really thinking about ourselves so much as we're just trying to survive. And usually it doesn't hit us if we are having an identity crisis until after we can catch our breath and get our heads above water, when the storm starts to settle a little more, then we go, whoa. And when you have time to kind of process everything that you went through, the changes or the life stressors or the trauma, that's when I think these, these identity crises, if they're going to occur, that's usually when I think they do occur. So just be aware of that. But Also be aware that there are things that you can do to help support yourself if you are going through something like that. I said this once, and I'm going to say it again because it's important. I want you to know, first and foremost, if you are experiencing an identity crisis, you are not alone. I suspect that they are more common then we realize, I just don't think that people identify it as an identity crisis all the time. I think that we go through traumatic experiences or huge life changes, and we think that that's what what it is, and we don't always see what the repercussions are of those traumatic events or huge life stressors and things like that. Another thing that you can do is be open in exploring your relationship with God. Now, I told you that I would share with you a little bit about this. I think I did. Maybe I didn't. I want to preface this by saying that I understand that not every listener listening to this episode believes in God. I understand how personal and meaningful your beliefs are to you. And just as your beliefs are important and valuable to you, my own beliefs are equally important to me. So I'm wondering if we could just hold a space for each other and just know that I'm not trying to convert you to my point of view or my faith. That is not my point in sharing my experiences. I do believe that our spiritual or religious beliefs are deeply personal and that it is okay if we have our own set of beliefs. So I want to validate that before I share this experience that I had. I can think off the top of my head of five different times in my life when I experienced an identity crisis and this last one happened last, well, I wouldn't say last year. It was about a year and a half ago. I really haven't opened up very much about the event that took place in my life when I started having an identity crisis, mostly because I, it involved other people, and I never want to throw other people under the bus or drag their name through the mud. So it's been hard for me to know exactly how to share this experience without casting an unfavorable, 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 excuse me, light on someone else. I can tell you that the people involved had good hearts and good intentions and that I loved them dearly and I still do. And I'm grateful for the place that they had in my life as my teachers. I had to go through that massive benchmark challenge in my life in order to come through it and learn the valuable lessons that I learned, which will serve me the rest of my life. But I will say that was one of the most oppressive experiences of my life. It would not be correct to say that I lost my voice, but rather, I don't think I ever really had a voice going into this situation. It started off good, but it was the frog in the boiling pot, and the people involved were also unhealed. They had unhealed aspects of themselves and their lives, and they started to change. And as they started to change, The environment started to change. Everything was kind of bleeding out onto everybody else that was involved. Unintentionally, it was. And so it got to the point where there was an expectation that was expressed. We had to eat a certain way and dress a certain way, be friends with certain people. It got to the point where, for me personally... I was beginning to feel brainwashed. Now, I couldn't say it then at the time because I was too close to it. But coming out of it, that's how I felt deep down inside. And it was really painful. It was a very painful experience for me. And the worst part about it is that I had established myself with this group of awesome people Uh, For several years, uh, at least five, five years, I'd known these people. They were like my family. And the group that affiliated and associated with them were also like my family. I latched on to them very quickly. I also looked up to them, and I had them on pedestals. And I just thought that, oh, man, they're just amazing people. (laughs) And they are. They are amazing people. I can sincerely and genuinely say that. But after five years, it was Christmas break and I was sitting on my couch and I knew, I knew deep down inside, I had to leave. And I knew that the people that I associated with wouldn't understand. And I had tried to kind of hint around it, like to the parts that were sort of like red flags to me. And, I didn't know how to do it in a way that I wouldn't offend them. And so, unfortunately, I don't think they, they recognized those things as warnings, as me trying to warn them. When I left, it created a huge ripple. And there was a point where I was even publicly defamed. It was really, really difficult. I came away feeling broken and I entered it broken. (laughs) And it was just, it was a mess. It really was. I came out of that questioning, what do I believe? What are my beliefs? Who am I? Who am I? Because if I'm not, you know, if I couldn't associate myself with that group of people anymore, it felt like my identity was stripped. And the reason that I think that this was so impactful too was that I had just come out of a very similar situation with a different group of people, but on the opposite side of that spectrum. Like It was sort of like I had fluctuated between an extreme area of my life between the universal God and the Christian God, which to some people, that's one and the same. I I understand that because, yeah, Christian God is a universal God. But what I mean by that is the New Age uh, ideology versus the religious ideology. I went from one extreme to the other. I went from like extreme letter of the law to extreme spirit of the law. And so now it was a second time back to back that I was feeling like my identity was stripped and I really did not know who I was and nor did I really get an opportunity to find out who I was because I kind of went from one episode in my life to another. So it took last December having a really beautiful spiritual experience and understanding that I'll just kind of share a little part of it with you. And I'm being extremely vulnerable and trusting right now. (laughs) And it's okay if you can't appreciate where I'm coming from. It's okay if you can't relate. But I'm going to share this because maybe there's somebody out there that understands. I was sitting My couch. In fact, that morning I woke up and I was dressed as if I had somewhere to go because I thought for sure I did. And I just couldn't remember what that was. So I just paced around my house all morning long until I finally sat down on the arm of my couch. And I felt like I was waiting for something. And I asked myself, What am I waiting for? And I heard my little inner voice respond with, Well, Julie. You're waiting to be loved and accepted. That's what you're waiting for. And I went, yes, right. That's right. That is true. And then I heard a voice that wasn't my own say, Julie, I have loved you perfectly all along. What are you waiting for? Now, what I experienced after that changed me because i felt this intense love wash over me perfect intense love wash over me to the point that all the shame that i had been harboring for so so long was completely healed in that moment it was quite miraculous actually and i'd never experienced it anything like that I knew like I knew to my core that I was a daughter I'm a daughter of God I don't have to love someone conditionally now I don't have to love other people in hopes that I can be loved in return now I can love them right where they are now I can honor they are on their life path because i know that no matter what somebody feels about me or thinks about me i have this endless supply of infinite perfect love that is this undercurrent this consistent constant undercurrent in my life whether i mess up or i don't it's there and it has changed everything in my life. Everything. This is why I say that one of the things that you can do is just be open in exploring your relationship with God. Just be open. Because And the reason I share that is because if that experience healed me, I have a hope that maybe Somebody else, if they open their selves up to God or the idea of God, can also receive some healing. That's my intention. Not to necessarily convert you to my beliefs, but I just want to share something with you that worked for me, that impacted me and influenced me and changed my life forever. You can also turn inward and ask some defining questions such as, What or who defines me? What changes am I experiencing and how do I feel about them? What are my values? When I challenge my values, how do I feel? Do you feel at peace or do you feel unsettled? What are my interests and hobbies and do I like them? Or did I just adopt them? What helps you cope with your challenges? What could you do to strengthen your sense of self? Let me turn that question around to you. I shared what worked for me, but now I want you to answer that question for yourself. What could you do to strengthen your sense of self? Write down the first things that come to your mind and commit to doing that. Search for joy and ways to cope healthy ways to cope folks (laughs) because not all coping mechanisms are healthy and serve us so I will say healthy ways to cope find support one thing that really brought me through that challenge a couple of years ago was a friend of mine who a couple of friends of mine who experienced had the same identical experience that I had there were some variations and some things that were a little different but for the most part they too they knew how i felt and what i was going through and how hard it was because that's how they that's how they felt too and they really helped me understand and to soften my heart to deal with the anger and let it go to be forgiven and ask for forgiveness to also forgive and return. They taught me, they helped me, they helped bring me through that really difficult time. Ignore judgments. There are going to be people who don't accept you or like you, but that doesn't define you. And that's why you can let it go. If they said, my husband always says this to my daughter, If someone says you're purple, is it true? No. So what? So they said you're purple. You know the truth. (laughs) And it's true. Our opinions don't define truth. They don't get to define somebody else's sense of reality either. Just remember that. Let them Hold their own opinions and detach from their opinions. Detach from them. Detach from other people's opinions, other people's thoughts. Give yourself permission to discover your own. Use this identity crisis of sorts to enjoy the process of discovery. It's so liberating. It is so beautiful. In retrospect, I look back and I'm like, gosh, so hard, but so, so good and so, so necessary. When we experience any type of confusion, it's usually a matter of having too many conflicting thoughts in our minds. So one thing that has helped me that I learned from Kirk Duncan of three key elements was to organize my thoughts into two categories. And I want you to try this. If you ever feel confused, do this little exercise. It takes just a couple minutes. You're going to make two columns. And on one side, you're going to put what is working. And on the other side, you're going to put what isn't working. And don't judge it. Just write down what's up in your head and organize those thoughts. And as you look at that, You'll be able to receive a little more clarity about the very thing you were confused over. Try that exercise and see how that works for you. I remember a time when I was, it was my junior year in high school. I had four very close friends through junior high, even back clear back to elementary. So, elementary years, junior high, And my freshman year, and guess what? By the time I was a junior, no, was it a sophomore? I think it was a junior. By the time I was a junior in high school, all four of my friends moved away. And my best friend had just moved away about two years prior, maybe a year prior. So all of them moved. And my my high school year the, the freshman year that high school combined schools with our rival school so I was going to a brand new school with brand new teachers and no friends it was so scary I dreaded school every day I tried so hard to find friends that year I had one friend that moved back And she had different interests by then. She was more into fashion, and I was more into fine arts. We didn't have, I don't think we had any classes together that year. And she paired up with another friend, and I was sort of left to figure out what I was going to do. And so during lunch, I would sit there all alone and feel like I was wearing geek all over my head, loner, geek, loser, all of those things I felt like I was wearing those labels. Some of my friends or people I thought I were, thought were friends made fun of me and weren't very nice to me. And then I had friends that were in other grades. Most of the friends that I had that were true friends were in the they They were in their senior year, and they were they took I think they I think they took pity on me. I think they knew that I was really struggling, but they were my friends, and they they were true to true friends. They helped me through that year. Art really helped. And I had a bunch of friends in art, and I really admired them and their gifts and talents. and so sometimes I would go in. During recess and just finish up an art project and skip lunch. I'd just use that as my lunch hour so that I wouldn't feel so conspicuous. So that I could kind of just hide out in there and nobody would know any differently. I could sort of pretend that I had these really great friendships in art class, and they were good friendships. But they were also kind of like my art friends, sort of like when you have a summer friend. That's how that was. <laughs> So I want you to know that even though there may be moments in life where we question who we are and what we are all about, it's important because usually coming out of that, we are more open to discovering who we are and what we're about. We've given it some thought. Maybe we've researched it. Another time that I had an identity crisis was when I— got a divorce, and I left my faith behind, the one that I was raised in, and I went on a search. I visited many different churches, read many of their literature, much of their literature. Uh, one one particular church I favored more than some of the others and would attend more frequently than the others, but I really had questions And I was really questioning if there even was a God. I had this really, I still have this really beautiful, wonderful friend who I see more as family, like an older sister. She's Baptist. And she presented the case for Christ in my life. And I will forever be grateful to her for that because she said, Julie, you know what? You need something larger than yourself. And if you are so confused about these different religions and beliefs and what you believe, don't worry about it right now. Set that aside and just draw close to God and He'll bring you to the truth. And that's exactly what happened. I'm really not trying to preach here, but that's truly what happened. What I want you to know is that I these are true experiences and feelings that I have. And even though you may not be able to relate, or maybe you do, but if you don't, I hope that you can hold a space for me and just understand that if I'm not honest about my experiences and my feelings, then I am not worth a grain of salt. I have no integrity. So in order to consider myself a person of integrity, I have to be honest and unapologetic about my beliefs and my experiences. So I ask you listener, if you can please hold that space for me and I will hold that space for you too. Let's respect each other's experiences. Let's do that. Let's honor one another. I think that that's also the energy I hope to hold in that space in our Facebook group as well, that we can create a safe space where people can share openly without being criticized or judged or condemned. It's important to be able to express Our truths. Well, listeners, that's all I have to share with you about this topic. And once again, I invite you to weigh in, share with me your experiences and your come froms and what you experienced and what you've learned about yourself. And don't judge it as bragging or boastful. I'm sincerely asking, share something about yourself that's really neat and cool, that you love about yourself, that you learned. And know that it's okay to stop and pause and question yourself. You know what? We are constantly rediscovering. We're constantly redefining and evolving as we learn and as we grow. So I tend to believe that an identity crisis Even if you're not, maybe you're not thinking it exactly as a crisis, but but I think that everyone goes through periods in their life where they question themselves or certain parts of themselves. I think it's a natural process and part of life. I really, really do. So thank you for listening in. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to share very special personal experiences with you, part of my heart and myself with you. I really appreciate it. Reach out to me. You can connect with me on calendly.com forward slash shapinglives hyphen hatch, H-A-T-C-H. You can also email me at shapinglives.hatch at gmail.com or simply download the anchor.fm application and send shoot me a message. Send me a message. I am listening to you. I want to listen to you. <laughs> and by the way, if you have ever experienced a major transformation in your life, I'd love to hear about it. Maybe I'll even bring you on the show so you can share and inspire others. I am not the only teacher here. We can learn from one another. There's so much we can gain from each other. We are all here to walk each other home. That is the truth. (laughs) You never know who you can be a light for. You never know who you can share that light with. We all have it. We all have that sparkle somewhere in us. Lots of times I can see it in people's eyes and in their smile. Ah, oh, so awesome. All right. Make to make today great and I'll connect with you next time. <laughs>